Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. This week on Talk Therapy, I want to share a story of redemption. Our world is full of heartbreaking news, and I felt like sharing a story to build your faith. Now, a fun fact you may not know about me is that my son and I share a birthday, which is tomorrow, May 4th. And every year, it serves as a reminder of the goodness and redeeming power of our God. Now, my son was not due on my birthday. He was actually due at the end of April. I went nine days past due. He was almost a big old 10-pound boy. He weighed 9-11. But the story is a little richer than that. I had between, so we have three kids, and after our two girls, I was pregnant, and I had a miscarriage um, in my second trimester. And... I won't go into the details of that miscarriage, but it was a pretty traumatic miscarriage. I ended up um, having to be hospitalized and taken by ambulance to the hospital, and it was a very scary situation. And not only that, was it a medically scary situation, I actually happened to be alone in the hospital because I was in another state. So my husband wasn't even with me, and my mom had to stay behind to keep our girls, because they were toddler and baby at the time. And so I was in this hospital all by myself. But here's the deal. As I miscarried this baby and I was all alone in this cold operating room in the hospital, I started to bring, um, and I believe the Lord brought to remembrance how my husband had felt like God gave him a word that we were going to have a son. And we were sure that this baby that I was pregnant with, that I was miscarrying and that I did end up miscarrying was a boy. We just like really felt in our hearts it was a boy. And I was kind of coming in and out. I had passed out several times. And again, I was alone in that room. I remember it being one of the coldest, darkest times in my life. And I remember overhearing the doctors talking. They couldn't get the bleeding to stop. And it was turning into a very life-threatening situation for me at this point. And I remember overhearing them talking as I was coming in in and out. And I heard one of them say, we're going to have to remove her ovaries because they could not get the bleeding to stop. And have you ever had a moment in your life where your, your flesh is weak, but your spirit man rises up? And I remember that was one of those defining moments in life for me. My spirit man or woman, (laughs) my spirit person rose up and said, wake up and fight for your future baby. And I remember hearing those doctors talking about what needed to happen. And basically they had found a blood clot that was attached to one of my ovaries. And they were talking about this. And and then they were talking about removing all kinds of, of my reproductive organs. And I just remember praying in the spirit and uh, not out loud. Nobody could hear me praying. I, my spirit, man, like I said, was just started praying and interceding on behalf of my future child because I knew God had given my husband a word and I believed my husband about this word and with him that we were going to have a son. We both just felt strongly we were going to have a son. 
And I remember just praying like, Lord, you know, save me. And 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 basically the, the doctors had left and they came back at one point, did another um, ultrasound or whatever they did. Uh, I, like I said, I was not very coherent there. And the blood clot was gone. So they did not have to remove any of my reproductive organs or anything. But here's the deal. You would think the story stopped there, right? You'd think I would leave the hospital and be like singing songs from the rooftops of, you know, praise Jesus. He saved my organs and my reproductive organs. And now I can still have children. And while I was thankful for that miracle in that hospital in one of the coldest, loneliest, darkest rooms that I've ever experienced in my life in that loss, the days that followed were weird, because on one hand, I was grateful that I I had my life. I was grateful that I still had my you know reproductive organs. I was grateful for so many things. But the sting of the loss, it was still there. I don't know about you, but if you've ever lost anything, maybe you're like me and you've lost a child. And if that's you, I'm so sorry. There are no words that anybody can say to a woman, a grieving woman in that moment to take away that pain. Maybe you've lost a loved one in another way. Maybe you've lost a marriage. I don't know. I I could go on for a while here, but I know if you're listening to this, you've experienced loss of some sort. And loss before it's time, that's really hard. And that was me. You know, I never thought I would be one more stat of a woman who has miscarriages. Way too many women, you know, unfortunately experience this, but I remember just the days that followed, I kind of had a weird relationship with God. I was kind of like thankful for the things he did do, but also had some anger. Kind of like, why did I even end up there in the first place? And then my health, it took me a long time to get back to health afterwards and had severe anemia from all the blood loss and, and all kinds of things. And I just was wrestling with my relationship with the Lord and really my faith. Like, is he a good God? Is he for me? Does he see me? Did he even care that I had the miscarriage? All these things. But honestly, I wasn't talking to him about these things. So really, I was wrestling with myself and internally. And it started to show up. I, I really started to get cold in many ways um, uh, towards my kids, toward my husband, and, and just really didn't want to talk to God. And I remember it was a few months after this miscarriage. And I, I remember just alone time with God. And my alone times with him were just awkward because it's kind of like, have you ever had a friend or a spouse or somebody that you're mad at, yet you're together with them? And it's kind of like, hey, how was your day? Fine. How was yours? You know, it's like super superficial talk. That's how it was with God. And I never will forget. I can remember it clear as day. We were in oh, this little little house that we were renting when my husband was in school and And I think my girls might have been napping at the time or something. They were still little. And I remember God whispering to my heart, hey, Rachel, are you going to ask me to redeem what the enemy stole from you? I remember that clear as day. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) What? Yeah. And I, in that moment, then him and I opened up this whole conversation about him just really ministering to my heart about how He did not bring that miscarriage to me. Anything evil or destructive, it is from the enemy. In fact, John 10.10 tells us that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come, Jesus, that they may have life and have it to the full. 
See, Jesus is the author of life. He is the beginning and the end, and then that includes all the in-between. So anything destructive in your life you've experienced, that is not from God. But the good news is, even though it's not his mess that he made, God didn't create these messes, right? He didn't take away things. He didn't bring all of the sin and destruction into the world. That was the enemy. He did not do it. Yet, he cleans up the mess and he redeems what the enemy has destroyed and stolen. And so, of course, I did say back to God that day, I said, yes, Lord, I would love if you would redeem what the enemy stole from me and my husband. And uh, within the next month, I was pregnant again. And I had, you know, the doctors kind of did their doctorly duties of warning me that, you know, could have another miscarriage because, you know, you, you weren't fully recovered from the last one and blah, 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 blah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking doctors. They have to do it. I, I get it. I know ethically speaking, they have to kind of give their warnings or whatever. But I knew in my heart, I was like, no, it's okay. Like, God's got this. This is God. God is redeeming what was stolen. And fast forward <laughs> another nine months, my baby, my rainbow baby, um, he and we did not know what we were having. We decided to keep it a surprise, even though I knew this has got to be a boy because God's redeeming what was stolen from us. And and so he was actually due at the end of April and I, days came and days went and um, he was born on my birthday. And, you know, when he was born on my birthday, my doctor said, I'm so sorry, you know, because now you're going to have to share a birthday with your son and everything and you kind of lose your birthday. And you know what? I am so grateful because it was like the Lord saying, hey, Rachel, not only am I going to redeem what the enemy stole, but I'm going to so strategically make it so that it happens on your birthday. This is a gift to you, daughter a gift because I am a gracious and I am a good father, that I see the pain that you're walking through, that I was with you in that cold hotel, not hotel, hospital bed as you were grieving and you were losing and you were bleeding. I was there with you. So every year, when my son and I's birthday rolls around, and even before the birthday, but especially around our birthday, I'm reminded of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. You know, I wish I could just tell you that ever since this story happened, that my faith is up in the clouds and I don't doubt anything, but that would be a lie. I don't know about you, but I've experienced a lot of loss, even just in this last year with the pandemic we've gone through and a lot of very uncertain times. As If you're a business owner, you get this like kind of going, okie dokie, not sure how you're going to pull us out of this one, God, but we're going to sit back and we're going to watch, right? And I have to tell you, friends, not only did we make it through the pandemic, but we have thrived on the other side of it. And I know it is not because we're amazing business people. It is because we serve a great big God who looks at the mess the enemy creates and he swoops in and he says, yeah, I did not make this mess, but I'm sure going to come in and I'm going to help you clean it up. And the cool thing about when God cleans up messes that the enemy makes, he restores it better than it was before. 
Do you know, have you ever thought about how that must just really tick the enemy off? I love how much that must tick the enemy off because he's like, ah, oh, not only did he fix what I broke, but he fixed it even better than it was before. Not cool, God. That's what the enemy's thinking. I love that so much. So we get to just partner with God and say, hey, Lord, this is a mess, but I know that you can take something out of this mess and make it beautiful. So I want to just finish. I know this went a little longer than I usually make these, but I just, I don't know if you can tell, I was very spirit-led in, in telling that story. My, I'm fighting back tears over here because it's just such a beautiful reminder to me of the goodness and the faithfulness of our God and how he's a redeemer. He loves to redeem what the enemy has stolen. So, you know, I shared with you about my rainbow baby, but how about you? What have you lost even in the last year that you need to just be bold and ask God to redeem it. You can start by doing just like I did, pouring out how you feel, the good, the bad, and the ugly. God can handle it. Then have faith to believe that God will do what he says he will do. When God redeems, my friends, he brings healing into the area that the enemy brought destruction. So let me close up our time today and just pray over those of you who are believing for God to redeem something that the enemy has stolen. Lord, we thank you that one of your names, one of your many amazing names is Redeemer and Restorer. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross that we may have this conversation with you and we can see where the enemy has brought destruction, hand it to you and watch you do your thing and redeem and restore. I pray for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. Whatever the enemy has ripped off from them and destroyed and brought destruction, whether it be in marriage and in relationships, maybe friendships, maybe health of themselves or loved ones, maybe loss of any kind, we just lay these things at your feet. And we say, Father God, we know you didn't bring this destruction. But we humbly ask you to redeem and restore things 10, 100 fold, be even better than they were before. It is in your precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, friends, that's all that we have for today. Hey, as always, be sure to tune in on Wednesday for a special guest interview here on Real Talk with Rachel. <laughs>